Welcome to At the Crossroads Church weekly podcast. Our hope is that you will grow in your walk with God and be blessed and encouraged in your daily lives as you listen. You can visit us at our website at atthecrossroads.ca. Good morning, church. Just coming to you from my living room um, this morning. And we're really excited about what God is going to say to us today. How many know every time we read His Word, uh, it's life-changing, it's transforming. And we're just believing, God, that in the midst of this uh, epidemic, that uh, good things are going to happen, that God will receive glory through every situation. So I'm going to pray, and we're going to dive into the Word of God today. And I'm going to ask today that if you can grab your Bible, if you don't have your Bible, grab an app on your phone, a Bible app. Follow along old school style because we're not going to have PowerPoints in this message. And let's read the Word of God together in faith that God's going to talk to us today. So, Father, we come together, Father, to hear your Word. We ask God, first of all, we thank you, God, that your Word transforms us. And, Father, we ask that you would move on us by your Spirit and that you would open our eyes to see things in your Word that will change us and transform us. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, Amen. Well, this morning, I want to talk a little bit about, as we moved into January 2020, I shared a series with you guys called 2020 Vision. The first of those three weeks, I spoke about uh, specifically about refocused vision. Uh, I read it of Mark chapter 5, or Mark chapter 7, verse 5 to 8, and we're just going to open up with a little bit of an intro to lay foundation uh, for where we're going today. So go with me to Mark chapter 7, verse 1 to 8. We're actually going to start in verse 5. Then the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not walk according to the traditions of the elders, but they eat bread with unwashed hands? And he answered and said to them, Well did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. For laying aside the commandment of God, you hold the traditions of men, the washing of pitchers and cups and many other such things you do. Now Jesus was dealing with a religious spirit. Jesus was dealing with a group of people who had actually taken the commandments of God and laid them aside and chose to pick up traditions. Instead, and, and I want to say this, the commandments of God are important. And I know month after month, I keep hitting on this. The commandments of God are important. Why? Because the commandments of God uh, establish and strengthen and encourage relationships. See, God is in the relationship business. He wants you to have a relationship first with him through his son, Jesus Christ. But he wants you to have a relationship with others. And he wants you to have a relationship with yourself. And it's the holy commandments of God that cause us to that, that actually strengthen relationships and protect relationships. And so in all our security in North America and Europe, the church has become a little bit traditional. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you agree? It's become a little bit traditional. Um, but through all this, what ha- what's happening right now, God wants our hearts to to return back to him. He, he's waiting for us as a church to t- take our traditions, and not all traditions are bad, but take our traditions that we've picked up and be willing to lay them aside and then go and 
pick back up the commandments of the Lord. Because God wants to build strength into his people. God wants to build stronger relationships with one another. Because we are called corporately as the body of Christ to encourage and build each other up in the spirit of love. And that is what God is doing in this season. He's really speaking to us. We're being spoken to about what we are holding dear to ourselves. What are the idols in our life? Traditions sometimes keep us from seeing the new thing that God is doing. And in this situation, as bad as it is for some of us, um, God will do a new thing. It's, it's, it's like a restart, a, a kickstart back into the thing that God is doing where we're returning to Him with our hearts. And so this morning, I want to look at Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18 to 19. This is actually a passage of Scripture that I shared back in 2018. It actually might have been the word for 2018. And it's it's really relevant today and what's happening. And so open your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18, and we're going to read it together. I'm reading this morning out of the New Living Translation. It says this, but forget all that. Okay, forget it all. And you have to read the context of 43, but he's saying, forget what is behind you. It has nothing, it's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. This is what the Lord is saying. I'm about to do something. Forget about the past. I'm about to do something new. For I am about to do a new thing. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. Now, the context of the scripture is written for Judah, okay, to forget when she struggled to be a nation among nations. God has a new destiny for Judah, a new thing, okay, through historic process, because they went from captivity into Babylon and they were returning to freedom. And he was saying that God's about to do a new thing. Forget about your captivity. There's a new thing happening. Okay, but this is what I believe this passage of scripture speaks to me today at this time, and I want to share it with you. Number one, I will make a pathway through the wilderness. Right now, there's a wilderness. A wilderness is really an uncharted area, an area that's never been cultivated. There's long grass, there's weeds, there's bushes, there's jungles, there's swamps. There's a wilderness in front of us where everybody thought they had the, the landscape set ahead of them and they could see their future and they could see their retirement and they could see, you know, they could project. Everything was landscaped in regards to their life. Suddenly, within an hour, there's a wilderness in front of us. And I want to say here that God is making a pathway for his people. I'm telling you right now, God's making a pathway for you. He's making a pathway for your loved ones. He's doing it. And the next thing he says here is, I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. And and there has been, I believe, a spiritual dryness. There's been a, a, a spiritual dryness in the body of Christ across denominations. And God God is saying, listen, I'm going to make, I'm going to bring rivers. I'm going to bring times of refreshing from my presence are going to come in this dry time, guys. I'm telling you, there's uncharted land that we're in, 
but God is going to make a pathway. I'm telling you right now, there's dry wastelands right now. There's spiritual dryness, but God's about to pour out rivers. And that's my prayer today for your church. I'm going to pray for you right now because I believe it's important. Father, right now, God, I pray where there's uncharted uncharted land, where there's wilderness, God, you're going to make a pathway for your people. Father, you never leave your people. You're with us and you're going to make a pathway in the wilderness. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you're going to send water. Lord, you're pouring out your Shekinah glory. You're pouring out your presence into the homes of those who call upon your name. I thank you that there's going to be a hunger as you pour out your presence in the homes of those who are listening here today. I believe there's rivers. I believe the river of God is beginning to flow right now in your home. God is doing a new thing. I want to look at the next verse here. In Isaiah chapter 43, verse 20, it says, The beast of the field will honor me. Okay? The jackals and the ostriches, because I give water in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. And so the scripture is telling us here that the beast, the jackal, and the ostrich will honor the Lord. Why? Because there's a wilderness, uncharted areas, uncultivated land ahead of us. And, and, and they're going to honor God. Why? Because he's giving water in the wilderness to his people. I want you to see this because when you see the word beast in the Old Testament, um, it's usually referring to the Gentiles. And the Gentiles in the Old Testament were the people that were not Jewish. In the New Testament, the beast is those who um, would reject God or who have no interest in the Lord. Because the beast always refers to um, uncivilized or lawless people. Okay? A beast acts in a cruel way. All right? So, so, so we're looking at the beast. Those people who are lawless. Those people who are uncivil. Those people that say, you know what? I don't want God in my life. I, I'm a good person and I, I don't believe in religion. I'm just going to live the way I want, do what I want. I don't need God's rules. I'm going to live life the way I want to live it. This is the season now where rivers, they're going to see the rivers flowing in the wilderness and they're going to honor God. I believe there's a harvest. God is bringing the beasts back into the kingdom of God. The jackal, let's look at the jackal, for example. This is, a jackal is actually um, often represented as a trickster. It's an animal that has a reputation of being a trickster. The creature that dodges traps, avoids hunters year in and year out, is able to obliterate its tracks, goes back and covers its tracks. And and when they, sometimes when they hunt, they will expose just a tuft of sheep's wool in their mouth and when the prey comes they throw the sheep wool and they attack all right um, the jackal's been referred to by farmers as a robber and a pirate and so so here we have the jackals and as interesting as you study the jackal uh, they're not motivated by being malicious or treacherous uh, but they're merely they have strategy for survival and there's people out there that are tricksters and they're just they're avoiding the trapper they're saying no god you're not going to get me 
No, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm a trickster and I'm just going to get away with whatever I can get away with. I'm going to hide. I'm not going to be hunted down. But I'm here to say today, God is here. God is going to hunt you down because he loves you, not to hurt you, but to save you. And this is a season that the jackal is going to give glory to God because there's rivers in the wilderness. God's spirit is after you. God wants to touch your life in a powerful way. You can't hide anymore. Can't travel, you can't cover your tracks anymore. God's on to you and he's going to catch you because he loves you. He's not wanting to hurt you. He's wanting to save you. And our prayer at this time should be that God would expose the jackal, the tricksters. If we're seeing that jackal spirit in government, that God would expose any corruption and evil agendas that are there. And so the next animal mentioned here in the passage is the ostrich. Now the ostrich uh, thinks they're safe if they don't see the danger. And so, you know, you see the old uh, picture where the ostrich sticks his head in the sand when danger's around. Man, if I don't see the danger, then I'm okay, right? Uh, and um, the fruit of sticking your head in the ground when there's danger around is that anxiety and fear, depression, frustration, and procrastination creep into your life. And your end state is worse than the state you're in now. So we have to be aware of what's going on around us. Don't hide your head in the sand. There's many people who, who say, you know, I, I don't talk about religion. I don't talk about politics. This is the ostrich. I, I, just, I just don't want to think about it. I don't go there. I'm sticking my head in the ground. Well, listen, this is a season of time now where the ostrich is going to find healing. Amen. I will be starting to teach on the end times in a few weeks and I begin to talk about what the scripture says about the end times and uh, to, to inform us. And we can't be a church that says, well, no, that's scary. I don't want to talk about the end times and stick our head in the sand. We need to be aware of what's happening, what's coming down the road. Amen. And so today we're covering what God is doing from his perspective. Okay. This passage says that these people will honor God. Why? Because he gives water in the wilderness and um, he's doing a new thing. You know, there's a pastor who said this week on one of the webinars that his congregation is making signs. They take posts and they put a sign, sticking it on their front lawn and it says free prayer and they put their phone number and people are calling in. People they don't even know are calling in for prayer saying, I need hope in this time. I need. This is the time I'm telling you, people of God, that if we're walking in the peace and presence of God, then the world will say there's water in their wilderness. And I want a piece of that. Amen? So get excited. I was on a webinar this week with OBFF, which is our fellowship, Open Bible Faith Fellowship, with Pastor Rick Cementero. And there was over 100 pastors and leaders on the call. And there was a minister by the name of Len Zochen. I believe I pronounced his name right. He's, he has a prophetic ministry. And he said this, we could be in a season of great harvest. We could be in a season of great harvest. Our voice is the voice of hope to people at this time. So at this time, your voice is a voice 
of hope. There are waters that are coming out of you, and it's called the waters of hope. God wants to refresh people with hope. And here's what Len believes the Lord has shown him, and I agree. That I, the idols, God is tearing down idols right now. As people are secluded to their homes, there's no church. There are no hockey games. There are no sports games. There's no soccer games. And sports are good in themselves, but for many Christians, sports have become a bit of an idol. Where parents have to choose, am I going to take my kids to sports on Sunday, or I'm going to make sure they're in church? And, and we're realizing now what's important. The things of God are very important at this time. And this is a season to build our relationship with God and with one another. Okay? But here's, here's the key. Up until this point, we have preached a message in the church in North America of just believe. So everything's about, you know, you just need to believe in Jesus. You just have to have faith. You have to believe. And when you believe, you get to go to heaven. And, and, and the message has been about believe, believe. Okay. But, but there's, there's, there's a shift that's happening that God is bringing a wave of new converts, a wave of new believers into the church who are crying out to belong. I'll say it again. They're crying out to belong. And so our message is going to transition. It's still going to be believed to be saved, but it's also you need to believe and you need to belong because right now people are looking for fellowship. People are looking to belong to a community of believers. They're looking to belong. And so God is about to do a great thing, a harvest where people will come in and believe but they're also going to belong. And small groups will become a thrust of the church. We started small groups five, five years ago, uh, and, and, and they're going to take off. Why? Because we need to belong, not just believe. All right? And so the next move of God that's upon us is a move of the affirmation of God's love for us. It's an affirmation of love. And I'm going to read this passage of scripture in Malachi chapter 4, verse 5 to 6. That passage says, Look, I'm sending you the prophet Elijah before the great and dreadful day of the Lord arrives. Now, that day has not arrived yet. The, the, the dreadful day of the Lord, we're talking about the judgment that's going to come upon the earth, all right, has not arrived yet. His preaching will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. And so the preaching that's going to come is going to return hearts, fathers to children, children to fathers. Otherwise, I will come and strike the land with a curse. And so God is turning hearts back into relationship towards one another. And I want to say this here. If you're not a Christ follower, let me explain what's missing. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. God wants you to believe in him because he believes in you. In fact, he believes in you so much that he went to Calvary 
The Bible says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and that our sin separates us from our God. We can't have a relationship with a holy God because there's sin in our life. But God said, that, that can't be because I love people and I want them to have a relationship with me. I want them to spend eternity with me. So I will come down on the earth and live as a man. And this would be Jesus. And I will die a criminal's death. I will die for their sin so that they can have a relationship with me. So Jesus died in your place for your sin so that you could have a relationship with God the Father. I want to say this. The Bible says, Anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He'll forgive you for your sin. He'll cleanse you. And then He'll do something. He'll send the Holy Spirit to come and live inside of you. And this Holy Spirit will give you an assurance of your eternal salvation. You'll know in your heart that if I was to die tomorrow, I'd be in relationship with God and I would go to be in heaven with God. All right? If you're not sure you're saved, you can respond today to this message by raising your hand in the platform. There's a little link there that says, if you click it, you're raising your hand and we will reach out to you after this altar call. If you're not sure that if you would die today, you would spend eternity with God in heaven, then you need to be sure. I want to tell you something that he loves you. God loves you so much. And he sent his son to die for you. And all you have to do, the Bible says, is call upon the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. That you repent for your sins. Say, God, forgive me for my sin. And I ask you to be the Lord of my life. And God will send his Holy Spirit to live within you and transform you from the inside out. So let's pray together. If you are making that decision today, I want you to pray. Click on the link that says um, that you're raising your hand so that we can stay in contact with you. But I want you to pray with me. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die for my sins. I ask that you forgive me for my sins, all of them. And I ask that you would send your Holy Spirit to live in my heart. I'm asking you, God, to change me from the inside out. In Jesus' name, amen. So we'll want to keep in touch with you, so please respond um, in, in, uh, on the side there. We want to connect with you. And for the rest of us lis- listening to this message, those of the body of Christ, Psalm 92 verse 10 says this. I want you to hear this. Look to your Bibles because this is for us today. Psalm 92 verse 10. Your anointing has made me strong and mighty. You've empowered my life for triumph by pouring fresh oil on me. Your anointing has made me strong and mighty. You've empowered my life through triumph by pouring fresh oil on me. Father, I thank you, God, that you're pouring out fresh oil right now over your church. God, I pray that everyone who's listening to this message, that in the spirit realm, there's fresh oil being poured out into their living rooms, where their dens, wherever they're listening to this, God, that there's fresh oil from heaven, fresh anointing from heaven coming in. I pray that there's going to be miracles 
God, I pray that there be healings. God, I pray that there would be salvations in the family. God, I pray for supernatural abundance, God, even for your people, God, as they've been faithful in giving, God, as they've been faithful in taking care of your kingdom, God, that you're taking care of their kingdom, of their world, which really belongs to you. So we thank you, Father, for this. In Jesus' mighty name. I hope this little message has been an inspiration to you, to encourage you that we're moving into a season where we're not just believing, but we're belonging. And um, we're going to move into a time of communion with Pastor Peter and Anita. God bless you guys, and we will see you next week. Good morning, church. It's uh, good to be with you guys today. And we are um, missing you, and we love you, and we can't wait to see you again. Uh, we were planning on recording this out in our backyard, um, but with the barking dogs, we thought it would be better to take it inside. So we have this picture here. You can see our woods behind us, and that's uh, as good as it's going to get. So um, we're just going to do communion with you today, and um, we're really excited to be doing that with you. So yeah, uh, just looking forward to this time. You know, it's a, it's always a special time, you know, for us as as believers to be able to take this time in communion and just remember uh, what Jesus did. And you know, as we go into this time, I just want to um, I just want to read or make reference here to a scripture verse and in Matthew chapter twenty six and verse five. You know, Jesus he's coming up this time where he knows he's going to be laying down his life. And it talks about the chief priests and the Pharisees. And in verse 5 of that chapter, um, they said to him, they said, you know, uh, let's not doing, they, they meant to take him by trickery, right? They were making these plots. But they said, not during the feast, lest there be an uproar among the people. Now, you know, we know that Jesus was the Passover lamb. And even though they planned not to do it during the feast, we know the way the story unfolded. And that was that he was taken during the feast because Judas came to them and he agreed to betray Jesus and, and for Jesus, Jesus to be handed over. And so he was taken uh, during the feast. And I just wanted to share that with you because, you know, man can have other purposes in his heart. But, you know, the, God, the purposes of God always prevail. Amen. Praise God. Uh, and so Jesus... You know, he not only was our Passover lamb, he was also taken during the Passover that he might totally and completely fulfill, you know, uh, that word to be our Passover lamb. So we're just so thankful today um, that we can come and do this. And as Jesus said, you know, just remembering him in this way. And so, as we know, um, Jesus, he took uh, the bread, and we're just going to take the bread. If you've got some there, um, you can go ahead and just take your bread or your cracker and uh, just join in, in with us. But Jesus, you know, he, he said to his disciples the night that he was betrayed, knowing everything that was going to happen, he said, this is my body broken for you. He said, do this in remembrance of me. And so we're just going to take of this. And actually, I'm just going to pray uh, before we do this and, and we'll take of it together. Father God, we just want to thank you today that you allowed yourself to be broken. 
And God, thank you that you did that in our place. Lord, you paid a penalty that we couldn't pay. And we just want to thank you that you paid that penalty that we couldn't pay so that we could go free and so that we could come and be sons and daughters of the living God. So, Father, we just take this bread, giving you thanks for the sacrifice of your own son. So we'll take this and eat it in Jesus' name. And in the same way, let me finish my cracker here. <laughs> in the same way, um, after they had finished supper that night, Jesus said to his disciples, he said, you know, this is the cup of the covenant, the new covenant in my name. This is my blood that is shed for you. And I always appreciate how Jesus used that word shed. You know, so I know some people, they'll say, you know, Jesus' blood was spilled for us, but you know, it wasn't spilled. Spilled is an accident. And it was no accident in Jesus giving his life for us. It was the, again, the purpose of God, the purpose of God always prevail. And so Jesus said, this is my blood shed for you. He was purposely giving his life for us. He said, take this and drink it um, because it's for the remission of our sins. You know, praise God that we're taking this because our sins are being forgiven us. Our sins are wiped away. And they are thrown as far as the east is from the west. We come and, and give our hearts, give our lives to Jesus and just ask him to just come and, and be Lord of our lives. And, and let us, you know, we want to walk with you. And so uh, I just want to pray again, you know, as we take of this blood in remembering Jesus' death for us. And Father, we just again, we thank you. And Jesus, I thank you too that... Uh, you shed your blood for us. You purposely gave your life. You laid it down for us. Even as a lamb goes to the slaughter uh, willingly and you willingly gave your life for us. And we just thank you today for that. We thank you for sins forgiven. We thank you, Lord, that even as we walk out in these very difficult time where I know we're all spending a lot of time isolated and, and alone, but God, we're never alone because you are with us. And we just thank you. And we take of this, Lord, in remembrance of you and knowing that just as with the Passover lamb, that God, you are passing over us uh, with this virus and these things are going. Thank you that no plague shall come near our dwelling because that's your promise to us, Lord, as we turn our hearts to you. And so we take it in remembrance of you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it's a blessing to uh, just have spent this time with you guys and uh, and just to be able to uh, connect. I know with some of you <clears throat> in our connect groups too, but I just uh, just want to encourage you guys out there too that uh, you know if you aren't if you aren't hooking up during your connect group times, uh, please just take the time to do that. It's so important that uh, we just continue to be in fellowship as uh, technology enables us and allows us to do that. And so God bless you guys. Just have an awesome week this week. And uh, we look forward to just being in contact with some of you. Amen. God bless you.
Well, thank you guys for being part of the uh, service today. I hope it was uh, a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. We hope that you enjoyed our message. If you are in the Quinty West area, we would love to have you visit us on Sunday morning at 24 Dundas Street West, Trenton, Ontario. Check out our service times on our website at atthecrossroads.ca.